You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. July 4th weekend this morning on this subject, come home. Would you just come home? We come back to God. America, her destiny is in my hands, and it's in your hands. God doesn't change this thing. I really believe that free religion and Christianity will be a thing of the past. I wonder how many of the 380,000 churches in America would be willing to stand for God if government said you had to shut down and could not meet. I mean, we're almost there already. They don't meet on Wednesday night anymore. Sunday night, they don't meet. And there's 2 million people in this Silicon Valley, 9 million people in this greater Bay Area. I don't think you could find 10 churches open tonight. We build these 380,000 churches buildings in America for church, and then we just use them Sunday morning. That's not Christianity. It's not how you preserve a nation. Your bulletin, you called the man that came to America to look at why she was so great, and though they have the beautiful cities, you can read the article for yourself, saw the beautiful, uh, the beautiful cities and the beautiful monuments to try to figure out why was America so great. And then he said, I went to the churches. And I realized God was there. And America was great because America was great because she had churches and those churches were good. But when America ceases to be good, she'll cease to be great. We have a mission today. We have a purpose for living. To get the gospel around the world. We have it 24 hours a day on our radio station, on stations throughout the United States and on the internet worldwide. We have preaching going on worldwide. We have the plan of salvation. You can go to our website, get saved and listen in English and listen in Spanish and listen in Korean and listen in, in, uh, in sign language and listening in, in Vietnamese and in Cambodia, other languages. Hey, you can be sure that you know that Jesus Christ is the Savior of your life and salvation is free. Today, as we look at this story about the prodigal son, we'll use them. As an illustration, America needs to come back to God. You know, many times we think that our nation, yes, needs to come back to God, but I don't know if that's so true. I don't see necessarily where nations in the Bible came back to God. I don't see necessarily where all the churches came back to God and though for the church. I find that if we're going to see America come back to God, and as we read the Bible, it's individual, it's me. It's all up to me. The old spiritual, we used to sing it, not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, it's me. If we lose America, don't blame Mr. Biden. Don't blame the Republicans or the Democrats. Don't blame the Supreme Court. You look in the mirror and say, it's my fault. I recall the day of 9-11 coming, and when it came, that day when we were attacked for the first time on American soil, I remember the day when Mr. Khrushchev said, we'll take over this country without firing a shot. 
And that day we were attacked for the first time. Those planes flew into the tower. We were in pastor's conference. We came that morning and preachers were all around and guests from all over the country and world were here at that conference. Bobby Robertson was supposed to preach that night. He got grounded in Arkansas. Had to find a way back to North Carolina. We didn't know what to do that day, but I tell you, that afternoon we finished the morning, I went to my study, and I, I just fell on my knees and spent the afternoon in prayer, weeping before God, and I did not blame the military, nor the government, nor the Supreme Court. I did not blame liberalism. I didn't blame sin. I blamed myself. I felt like I was responsible. I felt like America had fallen to the hand of a prey of a, a cowardly enemy that day. And I felt responsible. I never want to shift the blame. Well, it's my mother's fault. It's my dad's fault. Stop that nonsense. You kids that want to be rebellious that are listening today all around the world and you're blaming your dad or you're blaming your church or blaming fundamentalism. You're blaming I went to a Christian school. Uh, you know how many young people in the world would love to go to a Christian school? The average age of a young man in the, uh, the army in Iraq when we were in that, that war was 15 years of age carrying those guns. 15. 15 year olds should be in school learning reading, writing, and arithmetic, not transgenderism. Here's a boy, became a smart aleck, had a good dad. I know that because his dad stayed at home when his boy got wayward and he prayed for his son. And look, every day is my boy coming home. Look what the Bible says in Luke chapter number 15. Would you read verse number 11? Ready, begin. And he said, a certain man had two sons. Isn't it amazing, the same family, two boys are gonna go different. You dear parents that have tried to raise your kids right, and you've tried to keep them right, and you've tried to be in church, and tried to read the Bible, and you tried to pray with them, and you gave them nourishment, you gave them clothes, and one turns out and one goes astray. Don't blame yourself. It's an individual decision. So I have two boys, or three girls, or three boys, or whatever, five, whatever it might be. It's their decision to live for God or reject God. I'm tired of parents getting the blame. I know we've all failed. There's two boys, and the younger, verse 12, the younger of them said to his father, Father, what's the next two words, church? And the younger of them said unto his father, Father, two words. Try it again. Two words. You're reading well. We live in a give me society. I'm entitled. I'm entitled to free education. Government should pay for my education. By the way, public school is not free either. You ever hear of taxes? And I'm glad we have schools for people. College education, you want college? Then go to work. Man will not work, you should not eat. We have college kids that come here from around the country. They'll be here this fall. Every one of them get a job. Every single one. And they generally run the businesses. It's amazing how CEOs and business people say, you, you're in charge of this business here. You take care of it. And I want you to know that they all have to pay their bill every month. It's a lot of money. Room, board, tuition, all that, and they pay. 
What if they don't pay? They can't come to school. So you're, you're money hungry. Well, we lost over 800000 in this college last year. And we lose to the Christian school. No, we're not making money. But we're going to make sure they pay their $1,000 a month for food and a place to live. That's homeless people want to come join the college. Air-conditioned rooms, heated rooms, three meals a day, be able to sleep inside. Yes. And not only do they have to pay their bill, then we put them on a program, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Depending on what year of school, they have to save money. Why? Because when they graduate, we want them to have 10, 15, 20, $25,000 in the bank, and they do. Works good. If a man will not work, he should not eat. And so, well, we get there. I'm having a good time today. Give me. I'm entitled. Give me. I'm owed. You owe me. I have to have my $150 pair of shoes, tennis shoes. Got to have those. I deserve that. Good. Go get a job. I'm not advocating what I'm going to tell you right now. I get my tennis shoes at Walmart, 10 bucks. I wear them for a while. They start to stink. I throw them away. I go get another 10 pair. Normally, I buy two pair at a time. I'm talking about, amen. I'm talking about the, give me, give me, give me. Uh, who cares if I'm taken from my father? Who cares if I'm taken from my, my siblings? Who cares if I'm hurting my mother? I want what I want. I'm entitled. And if we're not careful, we have that same mentality about America. I'm entitled. There's a song in our songbook. It's found on page 289. I've wandered far away from home. Now I'm coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod. Now I'm coming home. You've probably preached in Rawlingsville, Pennsylvania. It was written, that song right there was written in 1892, camp meeting. Old revivals from the Great Awakening, the Second Awakening. And there they were out there in those fields in a camp meeting. When the preacher got to this town, it was all ready. They had a music man ready to do all the singing. And that preacher was so grieved in his heart as he preached because he realized my singer is a great singer they gave me for this week and for these meetings here. He's a great soloist, but I can tell he's not saved. He's lost. In fact, when he would stand up to preach, the preacher, after all the singing, the soloist would leave for the day. And that preacher one day was so grieved, praying for the salvation that that, that singer, he said, I'm going to write a song. And he wrote that song, I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming, coming home, coming home, never more to roam. And he said to the singer, I wrote a new song today. I'd like you to stay for the preaching. We're going to have an invitation. I'd like you to sing that song, coming home. And as he preached that night, the conviction of God began to fall on that young singer and he realized, I'm lost, I'm without Christ. And he stood up and he began to sing that song. He could hardly get through it. And he fell on his knees and said, I'm coming back to God. I'm asking you, will you come back to God? Would you just come back to God? It, it, the Bible says, give me. We elevate self. Every sin in the Bible is elevating self. Adam and Eve 
elevate itself. Cain, who killed his brother, he elevated himself. Noah's day, they elevated themselves over God. I think of Achan and Gehazi and Ahab and Jezebel. They all elevated self. Sin is S-I-N. It's all about me. Pride, P-R-I. The center of it all is always me. I'm full of me. And America will never come back to God until I or you get right. Herod was so full of himself. I I'm going to take these two-year-old children below and kill them because I heard this Jesus was born. I want to get rid of him. Pharaoh was full of self. I'm going to kill babies. Every Hebrew child that's born, man, child, I want him killed because I don't want these little babies living. It's a sad day when a country can slaughter 63 million babies and think, I'm going to run on that platform. I am for abortion. It's a sad day when a governor comes out and has billboards down. Come to California. Abortion safe and legal. Sad day, Mr. Newsom. When we begin to hit and hurt the children, it's going to show up, and all of a sudden, the children are going to be bringing guns on campus and gunning one another down. You can't promote death, death, death. Expect to have life, life, life. I want you to see something about this greedy give-me boy. One, he wandered from safety. Look at verse 13. And not many days after... When we begin the me mentality, it's not many days after the younger son gathered together and took his journey. He began to wander from safety, took his journey. You sweet young, young people that are here, we have ninth, uh, seventh grade and above in here this morning. You sweet young people that are here, I want you to know that one day you're going to want to spread your wings. I'm not saying mother and dad control you. You come down an aisle, we'll have two different weddings this week here, and I, you, you, you come down an aisle, and who giveth this woman? We give them away. You can have them. And I don't say that like we have to get rid of our kids. But we, we've raised them. Now we'll release them. You kids that want to get away from God, away from preaching, away from Sunday school, away from Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. God's been, Brother Cooper preaches every Wednesday night. It is so amazing what God is doing here on Wednesday night at 6.30. Just an amazing thing. I get to come down and sit next to my wife, and I'm hearing the presence of God. God moved again and again this last Wednesday night in such an unusual way, and those altars were packed with people as we heard about the presence of God in our life. It's all individual. I need to, and here, he wandered from safety. You, you kids that want to wander from your dad and wander from your mother and wander from your church and wander from a pastor. I don't want to control your life, but I want to be your shepherd. I watch people. I just watch people destroy their lives. We've been here a long time, 40, almost seven years. Thousands of people come every week, so there's been 47 years times thousands every week. I'm watching people destroy their lives. I've had, I've had, I think of some of the letters they got from people right before they committed suicide. And I've had those, those funerals. I've got several on my desk right now of people that committed suicide. Young people got away from God and said, I've been such a fool. I've been such a fool. You cannot live for self and have success. It always catches up. Always catches up. 
And here he began to wander. I, I want to go. When you want to want, it's disastrous when you want to get away from your parents. It's disastrous when you want to get away from your siblings. It's disastrous when you want to get away from church. The wander from safety. But I did not stop there. Notice the waste. He gathered together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted. Wasted his substance with riotous living. Riotous is that word that deals with just no moral restraint. Anything goes. Anything goes. I can do what I want to do. I don't care if I hurt my dad. I don't care if I hurt my grandparents. It's, it's what I want to do. I used to travel for about 40 years, generally most Mondays and Tuesdays across this nation preaching. There was one church I'd have a revival in Walkertown, North, North Carolina for the Bobbies for about 30 years, I guess. I would go there on Saturday night through Wednesday. Other than that, I was always here on Sundays and Wednesdays. I think of some of these churches where I've been for these revivals and preaching. I think of all the grandparents I've met with throughout the country through these 40-some years traveling. And say, Brother Treeper, pray with me. My grandson, he knows better. He grew up here. He said he got saved here. Went to the Christian school here. He's a drug addict. I've heard that so many times. He's a drug addict. He's drinking. I want you to pray for my grandson. He's got five kids from five different girls. I know many grandparents that are coming to church brokenhearted over a grandson or a granddaughter, in many cases, raising their grandkids' kids. Stop making it all about yourself and wasting not just substance, but wasting yourself. Not a member of this church, but I think of a man that destroyed his life this week. Been involved in trying to help that situation. Just how sad. Chose, chose. Uh, I don't care about my aged parents. I don't care about my wife. I don't care about my kids. I don't care about my grandkids. It's all about me. Better be careful with that mentality. You're going to waste it all and be in a trash heap of garbage the remainder of your life. The Bible says he wasted his substance. Don't waste your Sunday school years, those teachers loved you and prayed for you and helped you. Don't waste the years that you came to a church like this and we have 41 deacons and they have on average about 44 members and families that they each pray for and work on. Don't, don't waste the prayers of those godly deacons and deacons' wives. Don't waste the years of a principal of our Christian school that sat where you sat, and for the last 15 years been in charge over there at the school, teaching now for years the principal. Don't waste, don't waste what God's given to you. Don't, don't, don't waste those school teachers. I think old brother Jim Carey, I don't, I mean, I'm not saying he's quitting tomorrow, or anything, but he's going to here 46 years teaching, 45 years teaching school over there. And he struggles with his health, and his wife's not been here for years. Her health has been very difficult. She's at home watching. What a man of God. Never really heard me preach on Sunday morning. He's been in junior church with the bus kids all these years. But he's gave his, given his life for you kids. and trying to give you principles of living in addition to English and science and history, whatever subjects he's teaching. Workshop, auto shop, metal shop, wood shop. 
Listen, don't throw that away. Waste it all. I wonder how many mothers stayed up this week and night praying for your son or daughter. Oh, God, bring them home. Bring my prodigal. Bring them home. Bring my kids back to church. Bring it back, dear God. He wasted. He wandered. He wanted. Look at verse 14. When he had spent all, there'll be the day you spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land, and he began to be in want. What is that? He, he was empty. He was just empty. He, he, he ran out of money. He ran out of life. It's just empty. So I imagine to young people, I look real old, and I, I know. And I tell you why. I've not been the good Christian I should have been all my life. I can look back over these many years and think of just 15 minutes from here, I went to Sunday school as a boy. My mother died, and I, I was going through her files and she had a file there my report cards and all the various things in school teachers elementary kid, teachers they, they were not very good to me they all said the same thing Jack doesn't listen I guess it was starting in, in kindergarten all the way through they said Jack, Jack's a good boy Jack's obeys and a lot of things but Jack doesn't listen and then it carries over. My wife says, Jack, are you listening? <laughs> Selective hearing. But in there, there was, when I was a year and a half, I must have missed Sunday school from the cradle roll. And in there, there was a postcard. We missed Jack in the nursery today. I love Sunday school. I love it. I've always loved it. Have you had boring teachers? Well, sure. We've all had boring teachers. Have you sat under some boring preaching? Well, sure. I've been preaching for almost 50 years. I've sat under a lot of boring preaching myself. Let me wind it up here. Do you see the want there? He became empty. He wanted. He was wallowing, verse 15. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. He sent him to the fields to feed swine. And it would have fain filled his belly with the husk that was uh, that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. No man gave to him. I, I cannot tell you the scores of times I've watched people wander away from God, and they said, I had all my friends, but I get in trouble, my friends aren't there. My friends aren't there. Come home. The wallering. He, he's now in a hog pen. Let, let me close her down. I see, lastly, his weakness. He began to admit that he had no strength, and his weakness became his strength. Verse 17. Let's read verse 17 and 18 together. Ready? Begin. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my mother, father, bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will rise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. I have sinned. He started off as give me. But it came to the point, and don't fault the boy, he came to the point 
He said, I'm gonna, I woke up, I'm going home. I, I'm going back home. I've sinned. You see his dad's watchful eye, verse 20. His dad's, dad, dad never quit church. Dad never ran away. Dad never, out of embarrassment, said, I'm standing. No, dad just, he'd go look. And in verse 20, when he arose, he came to his father. When he was yet a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, and ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. And the son said, I have sinned against heaven and thy side. I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servant, bring forth the best robe, put it upon him, and a ring upon his hand, and shoes upon his feet. I would hope you'd know this to be true. When prodigals come back home, when sinners come back home, when people that wander from God come back home, I don't want to hold it over your head. I'll spend time with you. I'll, I'll, I'll take your coffee. I'll fellowship with you. I'll talk to you. I'll help you. I've helped so many people try to get a job and get started again. Our checkbook has been personally open to so many families through the years. We've tried to help people. I don't want people to try to come back home and then, oh, oh, the prodigal's here. This is where we want the prodigal. Coming home. The Father's watchful eye. I think, I believe our, our Lord is watching. The Heavenly Father's watching today. Not what the government's going to do. Not what the president's going to do. Is he coming back today? Is he coming? Is he going to wake up today? Is that, are they going to get right? To, those mayors going to get, I don't think God's, I think God's watching the church house. His word tells me that in 2 Chronicles 16, his eyes are going to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he's seeking those that want to live righteous in his sight. And I believe you're going to find people like that at the house of God. I'll, I'll become responsible for America today. I pray for her. I weep over her. I want to be right with God. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.